Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everybody, and a very warm welcome to episode number 17. Today, I'm talking to you about taking care of you. But before we get started, I just want to let you know that I'm finalizing some plans for the coming month, including something special for Black Friday. So if you want to work with me in 2021, or if you would like to ask your significant other for one of my coaching programs as a gift for Christmas, then do keep an eye out for what's coming. So today's episode is all about self-care and taking care of you. I've been thinking a lot recently about why so many of us struggle to take good care of ourselves. We all know the importance of eating healthily, taking exercise, managing our stress levels, staying hydrated, getting regular health checks and getting enough sleep. And yet we often don't do these things. So today it's all about encouraging you to think how you can move your self-care up your priority list. But first, what is the definition of self-care? Well, according to Google, it's the practice of taking action to improve or preserve one's own health. So I just want to expand that a little because whilst the action is obviously very important, I think that self-care is more than being about just what we do. I think it's also about who we are being and what I mean by that is how we're thinking and feeling about doing those self-care things. If we can shift from thinking of ourselves as being at the bottom of the priority list to being worth taking care of as a matter of high priority, then doing the actions becomes so much easier. By the way, I also notice that we sometimes think that self-care is getting our hair or nails done or having a spa day. And whilst these may well contribute to our emotional well-being, they're not what I consider self-care fundamentals, which is what I want to focus on with you here on this episode. So what keeps us from taking better care of ourselves? Well, number one, I think it's our underlying belief systems. Number two, the challenge of overriding our motivational triad. And number three, blocks that come from our lack of self-love, self-worth and appreciation. So let's explore our belief systems. What did you grow up believing? about prioritizing your needs. How did your parents take care of themselves? Did they set you a good self-care example? What about other family members? What do you believe about putting your needs ahead of others? Do you believe it's important and necessary or do you believe it's selfish? What long-term emotional and physical well-being trajectory are you on? And what are the reasons why you're on that path? Time for you to be completely honest with yourself. These are all questions you can ask yourself to uncover some of your well-being beliefs and your thoughts about your own self-care. Notice what beliefs are serving you and which are hindering you when it comes to taking care of you. What do you think about spending money on self-care? How much do you spend on your car each year on taking care of your car maintenance? And is it more or less than you spend on yourself? The world in which previous generations lived was very different from the world in which we live today. Now, it's possible that belief systems you grew up with that may have served your parents and grandparents don't serve you so well. 
The world in which you live today, where availability of food, a sedentary lifestyle, emotional well-being challenges associated with being online and on social media, as well as improvements in the availability of medical information, care and well-being, they all require a different set of self-care beliefs and new updated well-being thinking when we compare them to our parents' and grandparents' generations. The second reason self-care is so difficult is because our motivational triad, and I've spoken about this before, specifically in relation to eating, but it also plays a very large part in why we don't prioritise self-care too. And that's because many actions of self-care require you to override your primary programming, the motivational triad, so that you avoid false pleasures, lean into emotional discomfort and expend effort and energy. So often the things we need to do to take care of ourselves are not very gratifying in the moment, or they require us to spend some time going to maybe inconvenient appointments or getting off our backsides and moving more. So left to our own devices, making decisions in the moment about our self-care when our primal brain is in charge very often leads us to doing the exact opposite of the things that are going to help us. And the third reason why we find self-care so difficult is because we struggle to love and appreciate ourselves and believe our self-worth. It's something that comes up all of the time with my clients. We so often believe that it's wrong to think highly of ourselves and to appreciate ourselves. So many of us have grown up believing that liking ourselves and thinking good thoughts about ourselves means that by default, we're suggesting we're better than other people. And that's just not the case. We can both appreciate ourselves and understand our full worth and value ourselves and think truly wonderful things about others too. Valuing and appreciating us does not make us big-headed or above our station. If you can relate, start to notice ways in which you maybe put yourself down or you think you're not good enough. I sometimes think that we think self-depreciation is a positive or charming quality to have, but we don't understand the negative impact we're creating for ourselves. So if you are someone who knows that you struggle to take care of yourself, if you know that you're not eating healthily, that you're not eating in a way that's going to enable you to be in your best health in the future, if you're not exercising, if you're struggling to stay hydrated, if you know you're not managing your stress levels or getting enough sleep, if you just push on through rather than giving yourself the time for you that you need, all those sorts of things, what can you do about it? Well, I think the first thing to do is to really be clear about meeting yourself where you're at. You want to understand not only what you're doing and not doing that may be hindering your self-care, but you want to understand what you're thinking and feeling too. You're going to want to expose those belief systems that I spoke about, those thoughts that you have when you're faced with making decisions around your self-care. So be curious, be loving, be compassionate with yourself as you figure out what's going on for you. When you are maybe deciding whether or not to get a doctor's appointment to check something out, or whether you're telling yourself that you haven't got time to fit a walk in your day because you've got too much work to get done. You've got to expose all of these tiny thoughts. Many of them will be taking place below the radar. They may be taking place in your subconscious. If you maybe just notice that what you're not doing or what you are doing, then you want to sort of look back and figure out the thought that led you to making that decision. Ask yourself, what are you believing? What are you thinking? Sometimes I think we believe we're invincible. If we're not suffering in a bad way, if we're getting on by, we almost believe that that's good enough and we just carry on regardless. So you really want to understand your current thinking and you will want to be evaluating your own self-worth stance. You want to get visibility of what's working and what's not working. You're evaluating what's going on for you. 
And once you've spent time figuring out all of these things, what you're doing, not doing, what you're thinking and feeling about different aspects of taking care of you, then you want to think about what you want to be different. So look to the future. Look to the person who is taking good care of themselves. The you who is taking care of her long-term health and well-being and ask yourself, what is she doing and not doing that's different to what you're doing and not doing right now? And also, how is she thinking and feeling differently to how you're thinking and feeling right now? I used to pride myself on putting family, my children in particular, as well as my work, ahead of taking care of me. I used to value myself for being that way until I was able to shift my perspective on it by thinking about the example I was setting my own children. What was I creating for my daughter in particular? Did I want to be demonstrating to her that in order to be the kind of person you should put your own self-care needs behind those of others? How would that belief play out in her life if she borrowed it from me? And so I realized I wanted to set an example to her of how it's important to appreciate yourself and understand your self-worth and to take care. And ironically, making it about her and less about me made it easier to do, which illustrates how much this is about being a work in progress. There's no quick fix. Your self-care needs will evolve and change over time as your lifestyle and life stages change too. It's useful to think that you will always be evaluating your self-care needs and figuring out not only what you want to be doing to meet those needs, but how you can shift your perspective, shift your mindset. It's about progress, not perfection. Also consider that the greater the difference between where you want your self-care to be for the long term and where you are right now, the greater the difference between those two, the smaller the changes you will want to be making. Tiny self-care improvements made consistently can create a big impact and lay far better foundations for improved health and well-being than making inconsistent grand gestures. So here are a few tips to help you make those changes to help you get into the self-care mindset. There's a part in most of us that believes we have difficult or challenging circumstances. And what I mean by that is that we all have a reason that makes it more difficult for us to practice self-care than it maybe does for others. What's the reason self-care is difficult for you? Pose that question to yourself and see what answers you come up with. Maybe you have a chronic medical condition that leaves you feeling depleted. Maybe a colleague or manager has left the company you work for and you have an additional workload. Maybe you're caring for an elderly parent or someone else and it takes hours of your time each week. While these circumstances may make incorporating self-care into your life more difficult, it will be your thoughts about how these situations are getting in the way or stopping you or you just wishing things were different that are the actual reason self-care feels difficult or unobtainable. But let me say that again. The reason self-care may feel difficult or unachievable will be because of how you're thinking about it rather than the actual people or events getting in the way. Because when you think you don't have time to prepare a healthy dinner or when you think that you must visit your parents instead of going on that walk, you only see the blocks and the challenges and you stay stuck. You're not in problem-solving mode. You're not seeing that whilst it can be lovely to prepare healthy meals from scratch, there are also options for eating healthily just as easily and quickly as it is to eat unhealthily. You don't consider that you could run up and down the stairs for a few times and still go to visit your parents. If you focus on believing it's difficult for you to incorporate self-care into your life, it will literally be more difficult. 
And if you notice that you are a little resistant to agreeing with what I'm talking to you about here, if you want to argue that your situation really does make it more difficult, I want you to know that I totally get it. And yet I promise, thinking the way that you are is making it more difficult than it needs to be. And I encourage you to really explore what would be different if you believe self-care was as easy for you as it was for anyone else. I urge you to find all the evidence for why it's totally possible for you to eat healthily, move more, sleep better or longer, and be intentional about managing your stress or anxiety or emotional well-being. And one of the ways that helps me to give my brain this evidence is to point out to it that not everyone, with whatever your challenge is, decides not to exercise or make time to meal plan or take time out to relax. Essentially, just fill in the blank there for whatever self-care action you know you would benefit from taking. Okay, secondly, don't be in a rush or focus on the end result. When you're focused on the number on the scale going down or the size of your thighs, it can become disheartening because you may have a tendency to think what you're doing isn't working or it's not worth the effort. When it comes to reaping the benefits of self-care practices, you want to be thinking in terms of months, years and decades, not days or weeks. You may want to shift your perspective of what success looks like so that you focus on building the behavior that you like, the self-concept that you have, that you want to have, rather than looking for external validation from the numbers on the machines or the gym or from the scales. And finally, approach self-care with a growth and not a fixed mindset. That is what you shouldn't give up if you don't get it right the first, second, third, or even tenth time. Instead, know that messing up, getting it wrong, and not keeping your word to yourself are all a part of the learning process. It just means you're figuring it out. Stay aware to what's working, what's not working, and what you're learning. And to don't just evaluate the activities, the things you are doing or not doing, from that perspective, but evaluate your thinking and how you're feeling too. For example, if the idea of going for a long walk because it's good for you doesn't appeal, think about what would make it appealing. If the idea of going on a walk to appreciate the last of the autumnal leaves feels good to you, focus on that. If having some time for you to listen to the audio version of a book that you've been meaning to read feels like it would be pleasurable, focus on that. So that's what I have for you today. Just to recap, I encourage you to take stock of your approach to self-care. What are you doing and not doing that's in alignment with your long-term health and well-being goals? If you find it difficult to prioritize self-care, be curious about why that is, uncover the beliefs that are hindering you, and consider what they are founded upon and how they may be outdated for the life you are living now. Then, as you look to improve your self-care, focus on small, consistent action, and importantly, don't just focus on what you will or won't do, but give at least equal airtime to how you're thinking and feeling ahead of doing those things. And if you want to help figuring out your self-care in December or in the new year, have a think about how you would like to work with me and reach out. Have an amazing week and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to 
thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.